0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the All Around Access podcast. So it's been a little while since we recorded one of these um, and a lot has happened in the world of gymnastics. Um, Clubs have fully returned and and are beginning to open again, um, which has been amazing. Um, And events have started to return to the calendar, which is so great to see. In October, we saw the Artistic World Championships um, and the Rhythmic World Championships take place. And as we record this, um, our trampoline, tumbling and green tea gymnast will be heading out to the World Championships in Baku. Um, A couple of weeks ago, um, we also heard that our favourite podcast co-host and GVR tumbling star Dom has announced his retirement from Elite Gymnastics. So um, as a special episode, we thought we'd catch up with him to find out why he's decided to retire and what's next. So, Dom, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing?
1: Thank you, thank you for having me on the on the other side now from actually presenting it with <laughs> yeah. yourself Liv. Um, so yeah, it's really, really good to be on there and to talk about, you know, the career and you know, what's next for me and so on and so forth.
0: Yeah, so firstly, congratulations on um, a great career. Um, at what point did you decide you would be retiring from Elite Gymnastics and what was your thinking behind it?
1: So um, for me, gymnastics, um, you know was always a driver for me to do more with my life um you know gymnastics was I always said to myself even though gymnastics is a big part of me it's not the only part of me um and I've always wanted to go on and do things beyond the sport using it as that sort of driver behind me and all the things I've learned so as I was sort of finishing my degree um in that sort of January period um I was lucky enough to become an intern at you know a company that I you know I was really really passionate about and I kind of saw myself maybe doing this for the long term and um I think gymnastics is one of those things as well. Um, It's very, very hard to balance with a full-time job, you know, um, if you are going to be a sort of worker and an athlete, you know, a lot of the tumbling guys that I know, you know, they will work around gym through like coaching and doing other work whilst balancing training. But um, a lot of jobs, you know, how, how they are, you know, nine till five long hours, maybe even a bit longer. So it's hard to kind of, you know, balance being an athlete um, with that as well, because you can't kind of, um, you know not cheat on that but you have to be all in on that as well so it'd be very very hard to balance so I kind of had the idea in sort of January I said let me not make any decisions now let me see where my internship goes finish off university and then in that sort of July time I can have a real think about it and then when I sort of graduated I had like a crazy July I graduated turned 21 you know moved back home um, after uni and stuff so so many things were happening um the internship was still going well when I kind of sort of Started getting an inclination that there may be an opening for me um, to, you know, move on to the inter- um, move on from the internship into a full-time job. So um, that was kind of when I really started seriously, seriously thinking about it. And then, um, throughout the August period, started having chats with, you know, coaches, teammates, slowly sort of breaking the news. And then, um, you know, I finally broke the news to the whole gymnastics community in October.
0: Oh, I bet they were very uh, sad to see you go because I bet you're such a fun character um, in in and out of the gym, Dom. Um, so sad times, obviously, the retirement, but obviously it sounds like there's a really exciting future ahead for you. We will come back to that uh, towards the end of the podcast to see what's up next for Dom. Um, but yeah, through this episode, we're going to look back at how you started in the sport, um, your highlights um, and, you know, a couple of other important topics to you. So thanks for joining us and let's get to it. So, take us back to the start. Um, What were your first experiences of the sport and how did you come to love it, tumbling in particular?
1: Yeah, so I first I did the sport when I was four years old um, and my initial inspiration, you know, wasn't because I saw gymnastics on the TV or gymnastics running my family. Um, I was a big fan of the Power Rangers. I loved the Power Rangers. I just wanted to be a Power Ranger. (laughs) So naturally I would do all the flips, the tricks, the stunts. Um, At home, where it's not the safest of each other, do all of that stuff. And naturally, I always had a love for, you know, PE, sports and things like that. So my mum had to find something for me to, you know, really put my energy towards. Um, So we started going to a local gymnastics club, Summit Gymnastics Club um, in Camberwell in London um and i came up in the ranks through there like a lot of um the guys you know at the top level and even at any level if you start gymnastics young you know you start doing a bit of everything you know your floor your bars your vault your trampoline you just you know it's just about having fun um and then when you get to around six or seven you can then begin to sort of specialize you know some clubs will have a you know a sort of top discipline so for my club if you were really really good um, you did tumbling because you know we were lucky enough to have um half a tumble track we didn't have the best facilities but we had something so if you had any talent you would be pushed into tumbling so I started tumbling around six um, seven I was scouted initially by Faye Elliott and Ava Buckley and they were the two coaches that to kind of push me you know towards more so that elite pathway from the general pathway so that was um yeah kind of my start um in gymnastics my early early years and sort of first memories.
0: So, did you find it easy straight away? Was it something that came naturally to you? What, what were the things you kind of had to work at? What What do they pick out about you that was uh, strong, just really powerful?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think um, the first thing was um, just loving it, like just really loving it, because I feel like gymnastics is one of those things where it's such um, an individual sport. Even through my experiences of coaching young, you know, gymnasts, you can tell who loves it and who's kind of are oh, just here because oh, you know, mum just wanted me to do it, sort of thing um mum would that were just wanted me to do it. So um they still had the love for it. Um I think being quite fearless as a as a child is quite important as well because again you can tell the kids who, you know are happy to throw themselves and you know try something and the kids are a bit more reserved than the kids that you know you need to kind of push a little bit more um and also just the you know the physical attributes for it as well so always quite fast quite quick quite strong for my age um so kind of all those sort of mental physical characteristics um all kind of led me to being pushed into you know tumbling
0: yeah well that's really nice to hear because i know even at an elite level the most important thing. And one of the first thing you said there was just having a passion for the sport and enjoying it. And that is the most important thing, isn't it? At at any level of gymnastics, it's just having fun Mm -hmm. and the pure joy of it. So um, that's really nice to hear. Did you, like, at what point did you think, okay, actually, you know, you you, you moved towards the elite side, like you talked about, you know, towards the competitive side, but you were still quite young then. So what point did you think, oh, actually, I could be quite good at this?
1: (laughs) Ooh, I'd say um probably around nine years old um yeah between sort of nine and eleven I'd say nine um because that's when I first uh got my sort of first national medal um at the NDPs I think they still call it the NDPs but it's kind of like the development plan towards you know FIG level tumbling you know elite level tumbling within Britain that's um I got a silver medal in the nine to ten category so that was kind of like my first Kind of big medal. I remember the trip up to Stoke-on-Trent when, with uh, my two friends, Kier and Shaquille, and our coach Andrew. Um, we were also excited, and even just seeing like a full-length track, we, we you know we weren't used to trading with like um, with those sorts of facilities, so even that was just unbelievable. So I'd say that was kind of like the first moment, and then um, the second sort of moment, I think um, I knew you know I had some really really good talent for this. Um, was probably my first British medal in 2012 um, I came third um, at the British Championships um, and then a couple of months after that I went on to be selected uh, to represent Great Britain for the first time at the Sophia Cup so I'd say those are the two real key uh, moments where I thought you know this could really really be something for me and something to really crack on with and you know keep um, keep my head down and working on.
0: So hang on so you managed to medal at a competition where you went with a full tumbling track but you only had half of one back in the gym? yeah that is another good lesson to say facilities you know it's again the passion of the sport and the talent and your love for it you know can still can still come on top come out on top
1: 100 percent. i think i think it's so important because you know gymnastics is one of those sports where it does require a lot of facilities it's not like football where you know essentially the the ball is the main thing there's so many you know different you know aspects to it and things like that um so yeah we would um you know train like half the routine so let's say we had a um, like a six skill routine we train like the four skills like three times then we train like the last two skills three times um and then in the podium training before that would be like a full dress rehearsal you're going through you know you're trying to put it all together still trying to learn and then you know you go out and compete the next day so um yeah definitely will help my character and yeah, for sure. It just shows that, you know, facilities, obviously, it's great to have all the facilities in the world. But the main thing is the passion, the love and the drive to really, really, uh, you know, improve and succeed.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. So you talked about just then touched on uh, GB and competing for GB. What what was that like? What was that feeling like for you? You know, you've gone from a little boy at four years old, um, tumbling, you know, into all the way up the ranks. Then what was that feeling like when you competed for GB?
1: Unbelievable. Um, I still look back on the whole week and it was so great. Um, I was the first person from Summit um, Gymnastics Club to, you know, represent Great Britain. So it was already a massive, massive achievement for me to even, to for me to even just have the sheet of paper with my name on it was already, you know, something, you know, you know, that the club has, you know, has not seen before. And I've not seen before, obviously, as well. So the whole week was amazing, you know. Um, It's actually a competition that's really special to me because that's where I would meet my future coach, Vladimir Volf Podobin. I actually met him for the first time on that trip. Um, We'd never met each other before, but um, he really took a liking to me and kind of took me under his wing because I didn't have my personal coach with me as well. That was the first time I'd been away from my personal coach um so I was you know very much at you know the mercy of people really coming around me and looking after me you know as I am kind of out on my own in a sense um so yeah well you know looked after me you know for pretty much the whole week you know all the coaches did but well in particular all my teammates were really really lovely to me as well some of the parents there as well I'll give Mark Simpson a big shout out as well because I love to mention him when I told this story he was one of the parents of um one of my um teammates who was you know really, really, you know, care and welcoming to me. Um, so yeah, a brilliant experience, a silver medal at the end of it, which was brilliant. Um, should have been a gold, but now that I look back on it, what well, I took two steps on my landing. Um, and you know, the guy behind, well, the guy that came first did a really, really clean routine um, and, you know, got the gold medal, but a silver was still very, very good for me. So all in all, a great experience and one that I look back on very fondly.
0: Yes, that obviously was um, kind of the, the start of, of, of that, success career highlights then what would you pick out as as some of your,
1: your career highlights oh there's a few there's a there's a few um I'd say the biggest one um on paper is probably uh the world championships that's um just gone in 2019 in Tokyo um even though I was on you know the sales bench for the actual final you know my teammates Jaden Elliot and Christoph went out there and really won the gold medal for us for me to kind of be a part of that you know and that was you know. That went on to be my last competition for Great Britain so you know to finish off you know where you started four-year-old boy small club in London to you know the top of the top of the world with your teammates was you know an unbelievable feeling if anybody's watched the video you can see how excited I was (laughs) when when the confirmation came through you know so that was unbelievable but I'd say personally um, it'd have to be my junior world bronze medal in 2017 um my last competition as a junior um before moving up into the senior ranks and you know as a junior um you know in any sport but I think particularly in tumbling trampoline and um DMT you know where you do get the world championships quite regularly um everybody would love would love to win you know a world medal you know obviously ideally world champion but a world medal you know you get the adulation that's like your first sort of big achievement um and I remember I I'd, I'd been to Three before that last one in 2017, and I'd seen so many of my mates win world medals. You know, Megan Keely had won three gold medals back to back. You know, so like so many of them had won medals. I was just thinking, like, oh, am I ever going to win one? When's my time going to come? You know, I'm trying so hard, working so hard, and you know, it just goes to show patience is a virtue. You know, to keep working at things, and it was an unbelievable week. um Third time in Bulgaria as well, so I was familiar with the country a great time with friends and you know a you know a bronze medal at the end of it and a, and a, you know a really s- sort of perfect competition as well in terms of the routines you know I look back on them so happily I knew I did the absolute best I could and yeah that was that would probably be the um the the number one for me personally in terms of career highlights um because yeah like I say the journey the weight and you know finally to get there was was just unbelievable.
0: Yeah, that sounds incredible. Um and it's just so nice, like I say, to hear you talk so positively about it. And you, you know, like you say, just being with friends as well, like having those experiences must have been, you know, incredible. And you did compete alongside a lot of other um, kind of top, you know, Britain's top tumbling stars of the day. So how was that just having all those people together and you know, being together as a team?
1: Yeah, I think I think um that's that's um if you ask anybody or most people, I think that's what they'll say is the highlight of it, just being with your friends, making memories, you know, it's so crazy how we all live so far apart. We only see each other at max of maybe 10 times a year. So over like 365 days, we only see each other 10 times a year and it's in blocks. So when we obviously go away, we're away for a week, you know, we may be away for a a weekend at a competition. So it's, you know, to to the average person, it's weird to see how we're all so close and adding the aspect of competing against each other, so to say, um, because even though we are one team, like when, as an, as, um, you know, at the juniors, you are competing against each other, so to say, there's no team event. So, you know, to the average person, it does seem kind of weird that we're all so close, but that's the best thing, you know. We're all, you know, such good friends. We all go out there and make amazing memories. Obviously, we focus on the, the task at hand, the competition, but outside that, we're exploring, we're, you know, just making memories. Me and the boys in particular playing PlayStation together you know and the big party at the end of the competition you know when that's kind of like everything comes together and everyone celebrates a great week and yeah just all those friends and all those memories that's probably something i miss the most and i think is you know one of the best parts
0: yeah that sounds really great um so i mean over that time an incredible career um so many highlights and you can see how passionate you are about it um we're gonna move on um now to a subject i know that's close to your heart Last month, obviously, um, was Black History Month and I know last year, I just want you to talk us through, you did a video for that um, and it was incredible and I think people can still view it, is that right? Um, Just just talk us through a little bit what you did there and how that opportunity came about.
1: Yeah, so obviously last year, um, you know, was a big sort of um, explosion of the Black History Month through so many, you know, kind of unfortunate events. Um, but it's a conversation that needed to happen and, you know, all the outpouring of love and support from people of all different races was so good to see. Um, so in terms of the video, um, I was approached by um, a film director called Luke Nutt, Nuthouse House Media. Um, he actually got in touch with me over Instagram saying he'd seen my, you know, sort of profile and, you know, um, how, you know, I'm a black person in a sport that is quite, uh, you know, white dominated and I managed to hold my own and represent myself. Um, well. So, you know, he came up with this idea um, in general to have a film, you know, he wanted to do something as well that kind of contributes to towards the movement. And he came up um, with the film, you know, uh, Taking Flight, you know, which is about, you know, black people from, you know, maybe not the best environments and things like that, pursuing whatever they want to do. And for my, you know, for my personal journey, me taking flight in gymnastics in regards to me, you know, coming from a small place in London to, you know, the world stage. And so we filmed that um, over the summer um, around London, in and around places that are really important to me. So my secondary school, my first gymnastics club, Summit Gymnastics Club. Um, and yeah, a really, really amazing thing to be a part of. Got released, um, I think it was the first day of Black History Month, so October the first, twenty twenty. And yeah, just one of the best things I've been a part of and something that I probably wouldn't have been a part of if it wasn't for gymnastics. So that's where, you know, it goes back to, you know, how grateful I am to the sport for, you know, giving me so many opportunities beyond the track. So yeah, that was um a bit about the film.
0: Yeah. And if you're listening, like I say it is really incredible. So if you uh, I think if you go back and scroll back on your Instagram, I'm assuming you'll find it somewhere on yeah. there. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: So who who would you say then growing up were your I guess inspirations both inside and outside of the gym?
1: Mm. So I think naturally as a, as a child you know you don't see race you just see your idol. So you know for example one of my idols biggest idols was Christoph Willerton. You know he's still my idol. It's still it's still crazy how. Um, you know, I literally grew up with him and then I competed alongside him twice at two world championships. So i say he was my biggest idol, um, Louis Smith as well. Um, I remember watching those 2012 and 2008 games and being super, super inspired by, you know, him as well. Um, you know, again, somebody that is of black heritage, so especially resonates with me. Um, and then sort of outside the sport, um, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, I'm a big football fan. So he was a massive inspiration. Usain Bolt as well. Um, and also Muhammad Ali Whereas, uh, you know, boxing was a really big inspiration. Um, when I was sort of growing up um, in those sort of formative years, So I'd say between like four and like 10, where you're really learning about yourself and really trying to, you know, model yourself on kind of your role models and take little different things from each one of them and create yourself really. So, yeah, I'd say those are my real um, idols sort of growing up.
0: And and would you say who would you say really out of that one, there might be someone else that really inspired you then to chase your dreams within sort of tumbling and, and gymnastics and keep pushing on, who who really kind of
1: I think, inspired you? Yeah, I think Christoph. It'd have to be it'd have to be Christoph. Um, because do you know what it is about Christoph as well? He's so accessible. And I remember the first time I met him, um, I think I was about eleven years old. Um, Andover Gymnastics Club always opened up their doors to us. Um, at Suffolk for us to come and train and sort of getting that recognition from him um, being so young obviously he's so amazing Um, I think um, when was it I think his 2013 video I think the video that went viral that got like six million views or something like that I was definitely at least 500,000 of the views (laughs) so that was um, like things like that so getting that recognition from him I'd probably say he was um you know, my biggest idol, especially within Tumbling as well. Oh, that's really, really nice. I'm sure he'll love to hear it when he listens back to the podcast. Um, That's lovely.
0: Um, Finally, it'd be good to get your kind of take on, you touched on it just at the beginning of this conversation about the representation across um, kind of sport of gymnastics. I know um, obviously our elite team's very diverse, but for someone who's, you know, you've been within those elite teams yourself, you know, what's the, like, why would you say that's so important? What's the importance of that? How important is it?
1: Mm -hmm. I think it's about thinking about things on a, a deeper level. I think, you know, I'm not an expert, but I think our human nature, especially thinking about like a young child and how a young child thinks, um, I think when you see people who are great that look like you, it resonates with you, even if it's only by a percent, it resonates, with, it just naturally resonates within you a bit more. So, you know, a great example that, I you know, I remember reading last year while, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement was in such the public eye, um, how influential Black Panther was because you know all these superhero films you know they're mainly predominantly you know white males white females and things like that so to kind of see a world and universe a film where you know there's a black hero and he's amazing and he's strong and he's got courage and you know it just it just it will just resonate with a black child male or female um just a little bit more um and like I say they're still allowed to have role models of all races and things like that of course but I think having that representation especially for a young child like for myself obviously I'm older now um, and you know obviously you see the world a different way when you're older but I think especially when you're young if you can have you know people like Simone Biles well even just going outside of the UK like people like Simone Biles within the UK Becky Downey, Georgia Mae Fenton, um, Louis Smith, Joe Fraser all of these guys um, if you can see you know, the Downey sisters, I should say, um, if you can see these sort of people growing up that look like you, that have the same heritage as you, I think for for young people, especially, you know, it just resonates with you a bit more and it can just really give you that drive. And I think that's why I think representation is so key to really, really, you know, for those sort of minority groups, you know, across races, across, you know, um, genders, across you know anything um you know for those minority groups to see somebody that is like them is so 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 important
0: yeah i think you as well will have been a huge role model across the years i suppose we you know we're talking about your role models but i'm sure you've been a huge one for many gymnasts across all levels um and abilities so um yeah just congratulations about that because i know um Your personality just shines through even on these podcasts. So I'm sure you've been such a light in the gym in every way. So I'm sure you'll be missed in that sense. Um, But obviously, yeah, it's really interesting to speak to you um, about a topic that is really, really important. I know um, at British Gymnastics, we've spoken more about it this year and we've launched a new group um, called Embrace. Um, is to help support greater understanding of ethnically diverse communities within the sport of gymnastics Um, so you can actually visit our website um, and read more about embrace and um, we'll be talking more about this over the coming months let's move on then dom in terms of what's next for you um we we did obviously talk about this at the beginning you've been talking about um fabulous opportunities you've had since your degree obviously been a busy year um but you know what what is what what have you got planned next you know obviously just just talk about that kind of internship and the role you're working in and you know that sounds really really exciting
1: yeah Yeah, so you know the internship at 258 um has been honestly one of the best experiences ever um i started properly in february during the lockdown so um, i was kind of started at home and then eventually moved into the office um, which was really really good and like finishing that alongside uni was good as well was quite busy um and yeah it's just been an unbelievable 10 months helping out with so many different things that you know go into you know an athlete you know and at the you know at the company um anything that's not training and competing you know for our athletes um, we take care of so whether that's booking a holiday for their family or sorting out a form or a contract or whatever it may be um so just learning about all of those things um has been you know a really really amazing experience i have to you know give massive thank you to um henry who's been like my mentor you know the guy who gave me the opportunity at first um and yeah like throughout that internship my goal and my dream was to you know hopefully get a full time job you know whenever we had that conversation um and you know in november um you know i got offered the job and i was very very happy to take it and yeah kind of throughout that sort of 10 months that's what i've always kind of been moving towards and you know i said i wanted to keep doing you know gymnastics because it's not something you want to throw away and or not throw away or give up um unless you know there is something you know as good or even better on the horizon so i was still even though i could have let's say retired in when I started the internship let's say and gone orderly and then I said let me try and just keep going and then just see where it goes um so yeah like I say been an unbelievable 10 months you know experiencing you know fights events you know work perks and things like that and yeah I'm super super happy to be carrying on in the full-time role and on the side where I can as well I'd love to keep you know doing my sports media stuff as well so I launched um in May um my little own media platform Domi Diaries um where that was actually initially for university um so I've written four articles there at the moment um one on Christoph actually um one on Lucy Colbeck um as well documenting a period of her career I wrote about my dream tumbling uh four-man team um and I think the last one was um why Sofia Bulgaria is important to me so i touched on that obviously earlier um why it's so important to me and the experiences i've had there so um yeah so that's it it's been a bit dormant for a while i need to start writing some content but I, that's something i definitely want to just continue doing continue working with british Gymnastics as well on you know these podcasts whatever media bits um you know that come my way from you guys and from whoever you know I think for me the biggest thing is just taking every opportunity and just trying to apply myself and yeah just you know really just trying to make the best of everything that you know is offered to me and that i can find
0: yeah where can they find that dom with your diaries where is that just yeah so
1: um yeah so the um i think the best way to get to it is through instagram so the instagram is at Domi diaries so d-o-m-i-e and then diaries um and there's a few there's obviously the pieces I've done on my WordPress, um, so the link will be there as well. And there's also you know a few pieces that we've done on here, the All Round Access podcast, and also for an organisation called Sports Aid as well, the Sports Aid Vault. Um, so we've um, done a few you know sort of pieces of content there with previous Sports Aid athletes. You know, Sports Aid is an organisation that funds so many young. GB athletes um, who often don't get funding. So it's a really, really great organisation that so many great athletes come through. So I've had the chance to speak to a lot of athletes um, through that platform as well. So yeah, um, that's Domi Diaries.
0: So make sure, uh, yeah, checking it out. Um, you said know, briefly never... when you were talking about your um, your role, you know, there's obviously a lot of experiences now in your in your working life where you are now. What what would you say you could you would bring across from what you've learned in your gymnastics career that is now really helping you in in that working life?
1: Yeah, I'd say um, the biggest thing, um, especially in the roles in sort of management, sports management and sports media is um, kind of just confidence, being able to talk to people. And that's something I've learned largely through gymnastics. Um, I think, you know, gymnastics is one of those individual sports, much like boxing, tennis, um, so many other sports, you know, uh, sprinting so to say, or athletics, um, where obviously you've got your team around you, your coaches, your parents, you know, teammates that you train with, but, you know, when the lights are on, you're very much, you know, out there and it's you and the track or you and whatever you're doing, um, whatever your equipment is, so to say, um, and you've got to really be able to hold your own and be confident within yourself. So I think confidence from, you know, a lifetime of being in that spotlight by yourself is definitely going to, you know, help me in my next roles. I think being adaptable, um, you know as gymnasts you know the elite gymnast as well and any gymnast you know you may have to change a routine within a split second or you've got to adapt to this time zone when you're flying or this piece of equipment um, and so on and so forth so being able to you know adapt quickly and adapt well is something that I'll definitely take um, and ooh, what else I think just in general just taking everything as it comes and learning to take the highs or the lows. I think that's a massive thing that sport teaches you in general. Um, to, you know, be able to enjoy the highs, you know, and everything that comes with them. But also, in, a, in the same way, it can, kind of enjoy the lows um, and what they teach you about yourself as well. Because they often say you learn more from your low times and the times that, you know, you've lost or you haven't done as well as you could have than the times you're winning. So learning to see the lessons in that. And discipline as well, of course, like all sports people have have been disciplined, you know, I had to, you know, get the routines done, do these moves, do these moves. In the workplace I need to finish this task, this task, you know, for sports media, prepare for this, make a draft for this and prepare and all that stuff. So discipline as well, um, I'd say is really, really key that so I'm gonna take yeah. that
0: Yeah, lots of traits then. So it's been there. Uh, it's been a useful career as well as a successful one. So <laughs> just lastly then, you know, you touched on it as well before you said I know I, I'm not going to, I don't want to just kind of park gymnastics now. I've finished, you know, mm. you've finished. How, you know, how are you looking to stay involved? Are you going to kind of go back and visit your friends? Are you going to kind of do any coaching? Are you going to pass on your tips? How are you going to stay involved within the sport of gymnastics?
1: Yeah, definitely plan to stay involved. It's not, um, I've made, it's been too long to just be able to just skim fit. Do, do you know what it is? It's so crazy. Now that I don't train anymore, I'm in the, um, fitness gyms obviously keeping fit and keeping active I still do gymnastics exercises and gymnastics warm up, so I'm still doing my v-sits my crunchies and trying to even when I'm doing off you can put your toes <laughs> so um, all of that stuff so even little kind of tiny things like that are always going to be ingrained within me Um, so that's a blessing I plan to you know keep um visiting you know, and going to competitions just to watch. I was at the British Championships or the British Open, rather, um, that's just gone for tumbling, trampoline and DMT. Um, that was a place where, you know, I kind of, you know, told a few coaches from different clubs and teammates from different clubs that, I'm, that I wouldn't be able to see um because it's kind of something you kind of want to be able to say to people rather than give them a message. So, you know, it's it's a good thing to be able to, you know, go there and see that. And it it was almost weird because that was the first competition I'd actually not been competed in like you know i have been lucky enough to never have gotten injured um in terms of um like our competition, so that means I had to sit and watch it um so that was the first time I'd actually watched the competition and sat down and relaxed and didn't have to you know worry about competing later on, so that was nice and then I think in general coaching, I've still got my local gymnastics club around the corner, so I've always said you know whenever somebody. You know, may need some cover or something like that. You know, to give me a shout. You know, I'll be going over to their Christmas shows later on in the year and stuff like that. So I'll keep stay connected through that, and you know, through sports media as well. Um, um, so, you know, doing things like this, dummy diaries, and even in my my sort of management role, um, you know, I'd love to work in gymnastics and work with um gymnast one day if the opportunity afforded itself you know so you know that's something I've always got um, got my own as well so so many different opportunities to stay connected with the sport so I definitely will be for sure.
0: No that's brilliant well a huge congratulations Dom on a fantastic career um you know like I say it's hugely successful taking loads from it and now it looks like you're going to be just as successful um as you move through the rest part of your life um after turning 21 um so yeah, huge congratulations. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And I know you've been um, a huge help um, being part of the podcast as a host with myself. Um, it's obviously been great fun and hopefully we can get you to help us out um, in the future podcast too, maybe. Um, so yeah, I just want to sign off again just by saying congratulations. Um, yeah, and we wish you all the best for the future. So thanks so much for joining us, joining us,
1: Dolph. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Like I say, it's been an amazing 17 years you know, learnt so much, experienced so much, you know, so many highs, lows of that as well. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to, you know, always looking back on everything with happy memories and taking everything that I've learned into the future. So thank you guys. Thank you everyone at British Gymnastics as well for all the opportunities you've given me to compete as well and post-career as well. So, yeah, it's been a brilliant time and looking forward to the future.
0: Brilliant. Thanks, Dom. And uh, thanks for joining us on the All Around Access podcast. We'll catch you very soon. Bye.
1: Thank you guys. Take care.